0: all right speaking of people you don't want to hang out with i happen to stumble across this show on youtube called insufferable bastards Mm. hi this is stuttering john melendez from the howard stern show and for some really stupid reason you're listening
1: insufferable bastards
0: great name for a podcast morons Perfect
1: the perfectly fine Insufferable Bastards. Those of you that are into podcasts like to listen to that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, you know. I think we're all gonna
2: die.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Insufferable Bastards. I think that's the name of the podcast. Don't know if I can pronounce it. My name is Carlos Danger. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. Then making a return appearance after a long absence, you know him as the writer and co-creator and director and producer of Mondo Creepy. It's Mondo Creepy TV on Twitter and YouTube. Mr. Matt Maesto. Greetings and
2: salutations, guys.
1: So, uh, man, we got some snow today. You want to do some small talk to to set apart the first couple of minutes of while we warm up? Uh, it snowed a lot, huh? Snowed
2: a lot. Got a snowed
3: lot of a snow. Lot.
1: Yeah, I'm a fat man and in poor health. So this is heart attack weather for me. But I only gonna... did
3: half my driveway and half my car and half my steps.
1: How do you get out tomorrow? Where am I going? But it's still going to be that you got to go. So eventually you have to leave your house, not just half Do the it. rest tomorrow.
2: I was about to do the walk and then like a miracle from from God above a bunch of kids from a church group showed up on the street and shoveled the whole street.
1: <sighs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah, thank the awesome. Lord.
2: Thank the thank the thank the Snow Lord.
1: So the topic tonight, we already did it uh on this podcast a week or two ago. We talked about the Book of Boba Fett, episodes one through four. And basically for about thirteen minutes, Brian and I just complained how awful it is. And then uh just a couple of days ago, the fifth episode comes on the Disney Channel, whatever the hell you <laughs> You want to call it uh, and it's called spoiler alert I, I should say if you didn't watch chapter 5 episode 5 of the book of boba fett please go and watch it turn off this podcast watch it and then come back because even the title is a spoiler and i did not know that this was going to happen when i pressed play the other night to watch this thing but it's chapter 5 return of the mandalorian and I think universally people love this episode, uh, fans and critics alike. And I am just so taken aback and surprised and I racked my brain to think like, has there ever been a show that's been this disappointing that suddenly comes out of nowhere and has an episode that is just in my mind a complete home run I don't know if that's ever happened I mean maybe it happened on Buffy the Vampire Slayer I know Matt's a huge fan huge but I,
2: <laughs> so huge I've seen no episodes
1: me neither I mean, let's, maybe we should talk about that I mean we were a couple of weeks late with the whole wasn't it it was weird did you I read never, the article did you I read did, it just so I read I, every article yeah I, I what I know it's isn't it bizarre to live in a world where like You'd have no idea in pop culture wise. Like I had no idea who that guy was, no idea what that show was. I had no idea he had this following. He meant nothing to me other than the guy that made some crappy Marvel movies or DC movies or whatever the hell it was. So it was completely bizarre and eye opening to read all that crap. Uh, like Brian, did you ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
3: Yeah, I watched all his stuff, not religiously, but uh, you know, when I worked retail, I put it on in the store. And it had makeup in it, so yeah, I knew all the makeup artists that worked on it. Uh, so yeah, like I mean, I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you episode arcs. I could tell you who the characters were, and, and not even all of them. I mean, they got to, they got to like levels I didn't even get to. Did I watch the first couple seasons? Probably, you know, yeah.
1: So uh, the makeup artist, I don't know if you can speak at a, or you want to tell tales out of school. Is it? Did you hear any uh, uh, stories about him being a creep? Josh whedon is that i say his name uh, yeah whedon? i mean i, yeah, I can't
3: I, i'll say this i mean i read all the articles i believe everything i can't tell you anything i know on air
1: oh well that's interesting wow all right yeah. so i mean I that's have really,
3: really... I, I really good you know yes i i've heard some rumors let's just say that oh um, wow but that being said this whole thing i mean we're talking evident obviously about the article where josh whedon was interviewed where the guy, his career was kind of dead because of everything that happened a year or two years ago. And now it's going to be more dead after this interview. He's, yet, he's deader. He's like, let me, let me finish this off. And he severed it by doing it. Yeah, like all of this recent press is all his own doing. Yeah. Like strictly all his own doing, which just rehashed everything. And then everything came out even worse.
1: Right. There's more people. Oh, yeah. No, let me tell you some other stuff.
3: Like, there was even talk of, I think, of of a Buffy revival. Like, it sounded like, you know, people were like, oh, we could put uh, our hero, because he is, I mean, literally, he did probably define five to 10 years worth of, like, WB, CW, whatever they You know, he was the face of that. When I
2: was in film school, and I was, like, I was in film school in the mid to late 90s into, like, I graduated in 2000. That's at the time when the show was on the air. And, like, I never saw the big appeal, but there were people in my writing classes that were just going nuts over it and, like, telling me, like, oh, you just don't get it or you're missing the... I'm like, you're right. I don't get it. I'm missing the appeal.
1: Turns out you were right. It was your creep meter. You had, you know, there's, like, Spidey sense. We got the creep meter out. I want no part of that. And
2: then he did a run uh, writing uh, The X-Men, the the comic book, for a while, and people really fawned over that as well. Like, oh, my God, Joss Whedon's writing... The the X Men and there I knew women that were reading those comics that would never ever read a comic book in their life and they did it because Joss Whedon was the
3: writer. Wow. Meanwhile, he was having sex with all his fans at conventions.
1: He was just yeah a geek. That doesn't make
3: Allegedly, you a bad person, but you know that don't I know, make you a bad person. And no one's come a, a come out against him like saying that he did anything wrong in that aspect. He just he's
1: just a, he's oh a complete and utter creep. And yeah. he picked on the guy who uh the guy he picked on cyborg from uh Super Friends, yeah, right? That's the other thing. Which he's
2: might like, have gone his way until the Snyder cut came out. Because when that guy started talking and saying all this stuff, I'm like, come on, how big of a part could cyborg possibly have had in that movie? And then the movie comes, then that cut comes out and the kid was completely vindicated.
1: He's in the everything he
2: said was pretty much true. Like as far as like the the expansion of that part and how big of a role he was to play in that film. Yeah, he basically everything he was had, true.
3: He had a bad Part and he was a bad actor Like yeah, he man. had a bad storyline
1: He was a bad actor like a political bad actor uh, As well what a du- oh god Yeah really Josh to say.
3: And
1: was then some... said a woman
3: You know is her native Tongue is not English So uh she doesn't maybe she didn't understand Him which is like yo you Just mansplained in print I, Like,
1: I, yeah, And then I, I yeah what was he doing on the set Like talking real loud to her now you don't know, Like like Dwight in the office in the Chinese <laughs> Restaurant when they're trying to find Michael with with holly or whatever where did he go which way did he go that way and the guy <laughs> speaks perfect english uh, anyway uh but i guess that's neither here nor there and we just went on a giant tangent but whatever I, I wanted to touch upon that and uh so back to like episode five of the mandalorian i said my thing i thought it was great uh me and brian already shared our thoughts on how the show sucked until this point and matt knows a lot more about the star wars universe uh, that me and Brian do. Do you know the comic books as well, Matt? I know some of the
2: new comic books. I'm not like super deep into them, but I've, I've read like a couple of compendiums and, and things volume, like compended volumes together and, and things like that, but I'm not super deep, but I know enough. Like when a uh, and the, the Wookiee showed up, I had seen him in the comic book.
1: Before. Black Chewbacca. Yes. Right. So I guess first, Matt, as someone who's more invested in this, or just knows more than me and Brian, because me and Brian just guess at shit. That's why I like, who are these podcasts? Taurus, a new uh, a-hole for that, because we just, we just guess at stuff, and we're, I'm trying not to do that. Uh, but what was your impression of the first four episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, Matt?
2: Uh, they could have been better. They plotted along. I enjoyed the flashback. I know a lot of people didn't like the flashback stuff. People kept saying, come on, let's get to the story, let's get to the story. I really enjoyed the flashbacks way more than I enjoyed the current stuff. And, we you know, agree. as we were talking the other night uh, when we were chatting on uh, on Messenger, uh, I think the big problem is that for years, everybody had this preconceived notion about who Boba Fett is as a character. And meanwhile, he only had in those original movies, something like six or seven lines of dialogue and eight minutes of screen time across two movies. So there's there was this mystique and any sort of ideas you had, you filled in yourself. Uh, and now, you know, there's nothing left to the imagination. And I think the where the myth meets the man, so to speak, uh, has been a big letdown. I mm-hmm. don't think this is exactly the character that anybody thought he was supposed to be at all. And, and I is- think that it was also a bit of, 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 of uh, Lucasfilm scrambling because they already put out a show called The Mandalorian about a Mandalorian that was a bounty hunter. So they really kind of had to twist the narrative a bit to, to differentiate the characters. And I think that's where they've kind of uh, hurt themselves.
1: And the actor who plays uh, Boba Fett, what the, what's that dude's name? Anybody know?
2: Tamora Morrison. Okay, he's so there's... Once for
1: Warriors. Yeah, which yeah. is a really good movie. Yeah. He's very he's, good in that he's film. He's really good in that. Yeah. So he sort of famously said on, on a clip that made the rounds on Twitter that he wished Boba Fett would shut up more, and he, he sort of hit the nail on the head, uh, in my opinion. Here Here he is talking about it.
3: I was hoping not to say as much as I have already in the first two episodes i speak far too much in fact in the beginning i was trying to get past my lines on to ming na yes, and i was always, excuse, me, excuse me director
1: uh, i really feel that ming na should say these lines because i want to stay mysterious what up john favreau he's the one that has been writing all these uh, but robert rodriguez, wrote, rodriguez has been robert like- rodriguez
3: <laughs> definitely directed that i guess they didn't
1: get to know him <laughs> mr director uh, all right. So, so that's all the backstory on the first four episodes. And then we come to episode five and I mean, at, now that I think about it, it almost seems like, was this just leftover from, was this an extra show from one of the other, uh, the last season of the Mandalorian or was it supposed to be in the next season? And anyway, Matt was, what was your impression of this episode?
2: I love this episode because this is pretty much, you know, uh, Mandalorian season three, part a, uh, yeah. You know, pre Chapter One or whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is a Mandalorian
3: episode. It's a totally yeah, straight yeah, up, This yeah. wasn't a Boba Fett episode. Boba Fett's no. not even in it. Yeah, it's a Mandalorian episode. That's the only reason we all like it. It was a yeah. Mandalorian episode. And and How, what, it, what what bothers me? The one thing that bothers me, and it's sort of like what Matt just said. This is this is part. This is Episode One of the Mandalorian. And the sad part is, we're gonna have to remember all this when Mandalorian comes out. In whatever sick you know whenever it comes out like this well, he's gonna be in the final episode. two episodes as well sure but that'll be the action that'll be solving whatever dumb story they're trying to they keep droning on and on and on about during the present day but this was you know this was something we'll have to remember because it sets this basically told us everything he's gonna do in the next season yeah
1: i i just i'm, I'm just so shocked because like I said, I didn't know the Mandalorian was going to be in this episode, and the minute he comes on screen and his, his 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 music plays, his sort of mythical music plays, and and then he's in this place that we haven't seen so far in either the Mandalorian season one or two, or definitely Boba Fett. It made me realize that wow, all of Boba Fett takes place in like two or three sets, and this Which is already out,
2: built, and you've already seen. And we're yeah, just trying yeah. To, to it it some money value out of that.
1: I didn't realize, and this is a stupid thing. I I don't even know if this is a phrase, but how visually boring Boba Fett is until the man. This episode where they're on this sort of space city, floating space city, whatever the freak it was, and uh, yeah, just how like why haven't they? Why haven't they? They've been doing this at all with the Mandalorian up to this. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, did they just stick it? Has, is there any like internet well, gossip a, where this a, episode yeah, came there from? Is,
2: there's a lot, well, there's a lot of gossip as to why the book of Boba Fett as a show even exists. And supposedly it starts with uh, in the middle of, or even at the beginning of season two when they started shooting, uh, Pedro Pascal had a lot of issues with the production and the fact that he couldn't show his face uh, all, was, his face wasn't getting a lot of screen time, and there's stories—I don't know how true they are—that at some point he just stopped showing up for work or refused to leave his trailer and come to set. Uh, so they were liberal trying to. bastard.
1: Sorry, I just—he's always—he's always gets tagged as a liberal on Twitter. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Of course he does. Um, and that's supposedly where the where this came from, where they're like, well, what if we don't have Pedro? What if this? This issue persists and we don't have Pedro Pascal. How big of a problem do we have? What's our, what's our stopgap in case like, we, we don't get our, our main character back? And supposedly the, they've worked it out. He's not going to be the guy in the costume. He's going to be doing the voiceover most of the time until you see those episodes when you see his face. So they've smoothed everything over. He's back. But in the meantime, this is why they had a scramble. Uh, so the theory year. is that
1: this was like an insurance policy, the whole, the whole existence an- of Book of Boba Fett
2: yeah and they basically scrambled to put the whole show together or else you wouldn't have had a season three in time for uh, for december
1: is there any theories or rumors or gossip out there about this particular episode because it seems so put together and so from a you know from the mandalorian yeah. it was a 180 from boba fett and it's just sort of plopped in is, is there any have you seen anything come across any theories on that
2: the only theory that i've really seen is people like well you know the book of boba fett really is just a smaller part of the mandalorian uh series as a whole which is why it's called the book of boba fett and not the boba fett show or, or something like that uh so a lot of people actually still consider the book of boba fett uh a season three of the mandalorian so if the mandalorian shows up they're just happy to see that
1: so and then i stole this from wikipedia i mean i'll just a quick like rundown the mandalorian shows up he collects a bounty he collects his money and then he goes and sees his weirdo uh armor lady who you know part of his other Mandalorian tribe thing and he's got the dark saber right we see that's the first time we see extended combat I believe with the Mandalorian wielding the Darksaber, which I got to say was really cool. And I don't know anything about the Darksaber. I know it has a, a history. Is that from the comics or where does that come from?
2: That comes from the Clone Wars uh, animated show.
1: Okay. So, and what's it, what's it was? What's Basically the, everything
2: you you saw in the, with how they explained it in the show, whoever wields the the Darksaber is supposedly the leader of Mandalore.
1: And he gets, uh, the Mandalorian gets... Uh, challenged for ownership of the uh, Darksaber by whatever the dude's name is, Paz Vizsla. I'm not going to even try to to pronounce that. And the Mandalorian beats him. But he then admits that he had taken off his helmet at one place, so he shunned. And uh, this is all like in the first 20 minutes of the episode. A lot happened in this episode. A lot happened. Then he goes on this quest and he goes and he meets, uh, what's her name? Uh, What's that actress's name? comedian. yeah, I'm not Sidaris. Uh, yeah, Sedaris. Amy Sedaris.
2: Yeah, from uh, Strangers with Candy.
1: <laughs> and he and he basically, you know, he goes there and he builds a uh, freaking uh, Steve McQueen's car from Bullet. Essentially, there's this whole. It's so manly and 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 and, and juvenile, but I loved it. I was totally. You know, he's, he's building his new ship, yeah. and now I, I know Matt's gonna know this. Maybe Brian. Did. Brian, did you recognize that ship? I didn't know exactly what it was, no. but I was like, oh, that's from. I I knew it was from the prequels. I think only because yeah. maybe I had one of the video games, a racing. Yeah, that's the game. only reason
3: I remember that because you know I. And, but was try not to see those movies when I can. Where 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 he's driving, in the, the cliffs was that from? I where, believe what, people have been saying that's from the pod racer scene, pod in race episode scene.
2: one.
1: Yeah, that canyon is. In, I thought that's in. A, I thought that was in a bunch of the stuff. I thought that was like established as whatever the hell it is. Wasn't it was rave? I thought Rave went. Wasn't the Millennium Falcon in that in one of the new movies, maybe, or maybe I'm I,
3: I don't pay attention to that. So. Here's I mean, I, I don't know. That
1: yeah. sorry, but I mean, it was cool though, right, Brian? what do you think yeah. of that? Because I haven't asked you what you thought of the I episode. Mean, this whole
3: episode, I loved. I mean, again, yeah, so I just I. don't. I, I I think this was an amazing episode, but again, it was it was a Mandalorian episode, and I'm going to be more upset when Mandalorian comes out and it's going to have that one sucky episode because they used it on this show. I just. Like, we're talking Boba Fett. I just think it's it's not a Boba Fett. Hey, guys, I, you got to hold on. My phone is ringing.
1: Wouldn't it be... Yeah, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Wouldn't it be nuts if... Uh, Brian, just mute yourself. You didn't do that. So imagine if... uh the Boba Fett doesn't, or, or the Mandalorian doesn't return next week if they somehow do this thing where he got stuck and <laughs> trapped. No, he went on his journey to go see his friend, right? Because doesn't it say he had to go see his friend? Well they, did, before- well, they
2: telegraphed it in episode four that you knew he was coming because at the very end of that episode, they said, well, we're going to need more people. You've got a lot of money, right? I know where we could find some people. When she said that, you heard the Mandalorian theme music playing.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, so they totally, I
2: knew he was going to be in it they they'd kind of telegraphed
1: it that way. But imagine if they didn't bring him back, how pissed off fans, if they just were like, Oh no, they just did like a walking dead cliffhanger thing. You have to, he'll be back like later, later, like Rick's going to come back uh, someday. That would, I, I, bet, you I, I bet, bet you it, that'll that happen.
0: Happens.
2: I bet you that never happens. I bet it know, never happens. The
1: whole spinoff. Yeah. And they'll blame mm-hmm. it on COVID-19. But uh, anyway, I don't know what else uh, I wanted to say, Brian, I know you, you were in the middle of saying something, but your, your phone was ringing there. Uh, did you finish your thought there on? Yeah. Oh, well, you mean, know what I was going to say, just like Brian, it's all the things that you said in our Mandalorian episode about the whole problem with Boba Fett is that he takes his mask off all the time. Yeah. And this was just like, you know, just proof of that because he's the Mandalorian shows up. He doesn't take off a stupid thing, dude, he's all dude, like in cool, his ways.
3: How cool was to see the Mandalorian like really hurt? Right. Boba Fett, the show, Book of Boba Fett, is not hitting me in a soft spot. It's almost not memorable. So even yeah. this episode, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to remember this because this I think everything that happened up until he meets the girl at the very end is everything we have to know for next season.
1: Yeah, I have felt a tinge of disappointment when what's her name shows up, when she's
3: sitting up. It was even kind of cheesy. How they and I'll be her. honest, as much as I'm happy that he will be in, it sounds like future episodes of Book of Boba Fett. I'm also a little annoyed about that. Like, it's like. Like they what, need to
1: kill you know, off Boba Fett. They need to do he a wild needs his bunch. his mom
3: around. His mom's got to come back to protect him. He can't handle his own show on his own. I, because again, I think Book of Boba Fett feels a little Disneyfied to me.
1: There's no villain. I just realized there is absolutely no villain. If you're giving in the Book me an, an
2: underworld show set in space, this should be a, a show on FX and not on Disney Plus. Yes.
1: So and one everything thing is a little, too and, colorful. And,
2: yeah, and and make it a little and way too colorful. I mean, you've got the, the that mod gang of yeah. cybernetic kids. It's just
3: yeah. that's the low point of the show. That's that the is whole, totally, that is the low point of the show. That was Shark Boy and Lava Girl or whatever that uh-huh. thing is. That is so.
1: So I want to play, and then I think maybe you guys. Well, here it is, uh, Black Chewbacca. This is from Pina Comics. They they did their review of the first four episodes of Boba Fett, and they. They hit this a lot of the same points uh, that we did. I think they liked it a little
0: more. But
1: uh, here's a clip where they talk about Black Chewbacca,
0: reader of the Marvel comics, that they brought Black Chrysantin in, uh, because yes, he, he's fucking dope as shit in the comics. And when when he came on screen, I literally got a hard on. I was like, oh my god, it's Black Krasanin. <laughs> and I think no. they're just calling him Krasanin, by the way. That's right. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. That. Oh yeah. Did they cancel Black? Black? They Khan took the black on? out. Yeah. God damn it. All right. All right. Yeah. Fair. What I like about that is twofold. I like the fact that we have this cool character that, you know, in the comics we've seen, he's fought Obi-Wan on Tatooine, you know, when Obi-Wan was like first hiding out and he's worked for Vader and he worked for Dr. Aphra and stuff like that. But I like the fact that for maybe the first time ever, it feels like, even though I just said a minute ago, it didn't feel like it, that they're willing to take characters from the current Marvel comics and say, okay, you know, bring him on to the, onto the screen. He's, he's one of the only ones I, there might be someone else. They've done that with that I'm just not thinking of. I-
1: so yeah, that was Pine of comics on black Chewbacca. And that character is pretty freaking awesome. Although I don't think he's been executed. Well, Matt, not, are you familiar not, not with this,
2: that? I am familiar with that. Uh, he used to, uh, sort of be a, a partner with Boba Fett on bounties. He'd even been hired by Darth Vader for a couple of, of big jobs. Uh, he's a he's a badass dude black chrysanthemum excuse me chrysanthemum is a badass dude in the star wars universe and like i mean once again you still haven't seen that other than him tearing off the arm of the transdosian you haven't seen him really do anything
1: well uh you know just just this is a random and i'm sorry to be stream of consciousness here but boba fett worked for darth vader oh yes. no actually i guess he was working no he for did work jo-
2: he did uh, in the comic book, he did work for Darth
1: Vader. Oh, okay. So in in The Empire Strikes Back, he's in the room with Darth Vader. He's the guy that brings Han Solo back to Jabba the Hutt. They never mentioned any of that, and you never get the sense that this was the guy who did. Who was standing shoulder to shoulder, essentially, with Darth Vader, the most evil presence in the history of well, this universe. Well, I haven't
2: read it, I haven't read it, but there's a big thing going on in the, in the Star Wars comic books right now about uh, uh, what happens between... Uh, Han getting frozen in carbonite and him actually being delivered to Jabba the Hutt where a bunch of people try to steal Han Solo's body and it becomes like a big gangster war and for a while Boba Fett loses him and then like has to get him back.
3: That's a better show than I, what we got.
2: Oh yeah.
1: My, my point is you don't get the sense from the book of Boba Fett that this character that we're watching now in the, in the present- Is capable of doing any of that stuff. Right. You're like, that's not the guy who was- uh, who too was too busy
3: whitening his teeth.
1: Who took down Han Solo sort of. Uh, although I guess all he really did was stand there. It was kind of that was must have been his easiest bounty ever, right? Because didn't Darth Vader do all the work and the stormtroopers? But uh, in terms of Black Chewbacca, I, I thought that character was awesome right off the bat. It was really cool right off the bat. You know, like oh, this is a cool character, and then like he beats the crap out of Boba Fett. To the point where it's like he could have killed him it seemed like it's, it's surprising that Boba. why fett did he that. show up
2: without a gun but that's what <laughs> well, i didn't understand
1: well what i didn't get then there's this thing where they capture black chewbacca and they bring him out and the two Jabba's show up and then like Jabba's like ah we don't need him or something there's going to be a prisoner exchange or something's going on but there's just this the last scene you see of that that interaction between black chewbacca boba fett it's like an overhead shot looking down <laughs> and black Chewbacca just runs out of frame I don't know it's the cheesiest but it's a really long walk off too it's like slightly they could have cut the frame a little
3: earlier (laughs) because he walks like three steps too much
1: he's just like it's just like awkward he's like I don't know what to do now and they I just couldn't believe that was in I mean especially compared to the Mandalorian and just to think back and I hate to do this because it's not fair to compare the two but just watching the Mandalorian in the book of Boba Fett just thinking back to like Nick Nolte's character, even like the the two jokey stormtroopers in the Mandalorian, which is kind of cheesy but also kind of work. And the Book of Boba Fett has none of that. Oh, none of that. And I do have a question though. All right, so Boba Fett takes his thing from like the first uh, prequel for a uh, space ride, right? And the thing is like that. You know, it's like the it's like the General Lee from Dukes of Hazard. He goes, and then he gets pulled over. Now I don't remember where did he encounter that one X wing pilot before do you remember
2: yeah um remember when he was bringing the frog lady back to her husband with the eggs and then they got caught in the in the the ice and then like once they and it was the x-wing pilots that came and sort of helped him out to get out of that predicament that's where he met them
1: okay i couldn't i couldn't remember exactly what what the backstory was there i mean and the other thing is like people keep saying maybe it'll get better now and it's like I don't see it. I, this just they're seems gonna
2: like- they're gonna, they're gonna hit you with a lot of cameos, and they'll give that's you how action. they're really
1: going to. They'll give you right. the action now.
2: They'll give you the action in these last two episodes. But I think a lot of people are they're they're hoping that I think a lot of people are going to forgive a lot of the stuff that's gone down. Uh, supposedly, you're going to get a Han Solo cameo, like you got uh, a Luke Skywalker cameo. What? Yeah, that's the big rumor, and the other big rumor oh, is that damn, the uh, I'm so
3: confused. Wait, this is
2: no. All... This is
1: before all that. This is right. this is yeah, after this Return is, of this the is Jedi. Five
2: years. Yeah, it's okay. five years after Return of the Jedi. And the other big rumor is that do you guys see the Han Solo movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what's her name from Game of Thrones? How she was the girlfriend, and then she was also working for the crime syndicate. Supposedly, it's her behind all of this, and that you're gonna she's gonna make an appearance at, at the end of this as well. But then, oh, so. so
3: there'll be another book of Boba Fett.
2: Maybe. Yeah, Who that'll knows? be interesting. Or maybe to they'll see. just fold. See, now, maybe they'll the just thing. fold it into the Mandalorian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's, too... let's
1: bring back Darth Maul and we'll have Darth Maul versus the Mandalorian. Let's just. Well, make Well, here's back. the other thing. And Bob though, is a sidekick. Darth Maul's dead at this point. Right around the corner. He we is. He's his... dead at this point. He's dead. At this I point. didn't realize that. Okay.
3: Yeah. Right around the corner, we have the Kenobi one. Yes. And we have uh Rosario Dawson's coming up. Ashoka, potentially too. Ashoka. Ashoka. So. I just think it's happening already that I don't know if they'll have enough story like or enough compelling. I mean, maybe they well, the, I, mean, I hope they do. But I,
2: I. the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing is like takes place between the, the prequel series and the original trilogy. Uh, but the Ahsoka thing is taking place in the same timeline as like all the stuff that's going on now what everybody's referring to as the Filoni verse because Dave Filoni is the guy that created all these okay, characters he's the guy, yeah. and, and he's the, and he's the guy in charge with Favreau. I
1: hope they don't rush those productions. Like they, they did this one because it definitely feels yeah. rushed. Like they just needed to get something Boy, it out seems there. So
3: unnecessary. I really think it's there just to fill that gap because they couldn't get the Mandalorian because of all that stuff that was going on with the contract. Yeah. I really think <laughs> they needed a show. They needed a show.
2: And, you know, you've got all these subscribers and most of us, yeah. you know, they now have like over a hundred million subscribers. And I think a big part of the reason why a lot of people jumped on to Disney Plus is because of the Mandalorian. And I'll say and this. Then you tell people that, you know, you're going to go two years without an episode of the Mandalorian when like the Disney Plus catalog is very limited. You know, you're, they're worrying, they're worried about a lot of people dropping it. Well, the other big rumors that people have been talking about it has been in the press for a while is that there's a power struggle
3: at Lucasfilm. Yeah, just give and it to Kathleen the, just, Kennedy. Just give it to John Favreau. Let the guy have it.
2: Supposedly now she's just a figurehead without any real power because of the debacle that became the sequel trilogy. And Favreau and Filoni are really in charge. Just, they they seem to Filoni respect character. a character. It's about respecting story. characters and respecting the fans. And respecting the legacy, and people want the legacy characters, or at least new stories based in that world, or or based off of that world, and not like a, a whole new woke thing. Or just
3: yeah, just make sure the stories are, are good. That's all. Because Boba Fett's are
1: failing on. Just remake the good, the bad, and the ugly. Put them in spacesuits. That's all you got to do. Yeah. I'd watch that all day. Yes.
2: And if you had given me Dances with Wolves with, with Boba Fett yeah. just on that show with I, the I do. with the sand people, a two-hour that hour movie. Been great.
3: This could have been a two-hour yeah. movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. this would have been the great or or, you know what? Marvelize it or Disneyize it, make it a three and a half hour movie now. Like, because that's all those movies are three and a half hours. This would have been great.
1: All right. Listen, so this is Insufferable Bastards. And uh, it's time for the part of the podcast where we bitch about comic book movies or Marvel, these fucking
2: superhero movies. How many fucking more can they do?
1: Okay, so I watched today Now it's been out forever voir right brian we talked about the 48 hours episode that david uh not david lynch david fincher produced david fincher produced it i a only movie, watched yeah okay their movie es- all of them? no their movie essays uh on netflix essentially and there's a great one on 48 hours we talked about previously i watched today summer of the shark which is about jaws and i hesitated <laughs> from Watching it because it's like, how many times can we talk about Jaws? Okay, yeah, it's one, it's 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 a perfect movie. Okay, I get it. But this was great. It was oh, done okay. by Sasha Stone, I believe her name was. She's the writer, a narrator. And I think she's a blogger and entertainment reporter. I don't know. I looked her up on uh, Wikipedia, real, real, <laughs> real quick. What did that asshole say? Uh, so anyway, I just want to play <laughs> one part of what she says. Uh, in this film and tell me if this doesn't bring a tear to your eye and uh, not shingles to your skin but you know what I mean and it wasn't just that Hollywood changed too at some point in this blockbuster narrative girls got left on the cutting room floor Hollywood bet big on boys and it paid off We watch the rise of branded, packaged properties based on video games and comic books financed by sell-through DVD revenues, all aimed at a reliable middle school male demographic. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, sister! How awesome is that? She ain't lying. Right? She just described, I mean, she's talking about Jaws, you know, post-1975, but you can absolutely talk about the last 19,000 comic book movies that are now now it's the punisher or the or the, the peacemaker on HBO it's just everywhere so anyway yeah. i just thought that was really i everybody should go watch that cuz that's only one small part of it but it's just i just i don't know i really like that series it's just people talking about why they love a certain movie so it's 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 freaking great brian you you wanted to jump in it seemed like or no Oh no i farted sorry now, what's going on there you okay yeah yeah
3: yeah i had a shovel today
1: that gives you gas
3: yeah all
1: right so i that's all i really wanted to uh to say and i go to, oh, brian please oh. <laughs>
3: so. my hey just real oh. quick yeah yeah go ahead my, my buddy jared got me this awesome book so far uh it's the making of day of the dead Holy oh cow. no oh and it's like a big big book printed by you know it's probably printed by the guy that wrote it, it so far it is awesome i'm only into you know, what the original script was supposed to be. Then it goes to, like, the effects crew and there was a lot of stuff going on there with Tom Savini. Um, like what?
1: what what's the oh, little...
3: Dude, there's great stories. Like, I guess he, you know, one of the guys says he just had sex with everybody. He was, like, probably in this, he wouldn't have lasted in this day and age. I mean, he was just married and still had to, like, lie where he was without his wife. Oh, you damn. know,
2: all I'm gonna say is someday the, the true story about what happened on the remake of Night of the Living Dead is gonna come well, out.
3: Well, yeah. And then there was a comic book in there written by the two guys that were in the effects crew that got fired and they just, it was all really disparaging stuff about all the guys. (laughs) Um, But also just, you know, it's a lit, like it's a, I'll give it credit. Like it's uh, like a no holes barred so far. Like there's anything that like they're complaining like about the original draft and how it couldn't get made and just it's, it's getting into it. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really digging it. I, you know, it's the making of, of uh day do of the they, dead it's a really really good like book
1: do they comment at all about how the acting and the character no, no, no. i'm so... literally
3: i'm sure they will get into okay. like don't be probably i'll get into that or what i'll i'll hear stories at least um i'm literally just they haven't even started rolling the cameras and just the issues that the script is having um with,
2: concerning the budget or just budgets, yeah like and
3: it just sounded like you know Like you know again they had to make this movie Sort of because he had a three picture deal And it was and Romero's
1: whole thing he had Huge ideas but He could never get funded and, he would never pull again, off he, his, he,
3: his original idea Night Riders. is The greatest <laughs> I love Night Riders Though you can't say anything bad that's the greatest movie ever um, But the, the The movie that the synopsis The 12 page synopsis that Was to be Day of the Dead does sound Like the greatest movie ever made um, it's just not the movie we got and i'm dying i can't wait to find out because i like briefly looked through it and i know he was mad at his dp for taking another job there was all these things going on so i'm sure this will be all warts in this you know type of book
1: do you have any idea when it came out the book it's i mean out of,
3: my buddy got it at, like out it was it goes in and out of print all the time because i think it's like kind of a self smaller publishing
1: company. oh wow point. oh that's interesting and that's pretty yeah, cool. So
3: it's it but it's you know and again I as much as I hate the movie Day of the Dead I will I want to know everything about how it was made. And the so, other thing Oh oh there's a tie in and that's why I was brought it up. What was our spooky guy's name Al?
1: <laughs> what spooky what do you mean spooky? Oh Al. the
3: guy that made spooky's Al uh, Oh yeah. oh oh I do remember. The effects guy do you, does anyone remember the effects guy?
1: Oh you could have looked this up beforehand. Well, well I
3: know the guy's name in the book al malganati uh, is an effects guy yes and at the time they were make they, they used bodies of they got these molds they rented them from another big effects artist and they went to the set of spookies because they had a big enough space in the basement and they ran molds for uh day of the dead on the set wow of and there was a guy in the effects department that was just starting out al and I don't know if we ever knew Al's, you know, last. Well, name
1: wasn't up. Al the guy who had an issue not being included in the Spookies yes, documentary? He was yeah,
3: it was the ang- he was an angry effects guy, but he was I was told he was visual effects. And this time back then he was a makeup artist. There was another guy, Gabe Bartolos. They're one of the the zombies in the background wearing masks. And stuff. I remember his beef about that whole thing was like, well,
2: you know, nobody got my side. Yes. You know, I went on to have a real career as a visual effects artist. I did like all these big like triple A. Uh, movies and, and and all this stuff and i was working for 30 years so wow screw
1: you guys. so there's a, there's a direct connection between day of the dead and spooky the dead and spooky
3: it always goes back to spooky and rye new york they were in rye new york filling molds greg nicotero from walking dead fame
1: do we know if glenn basley was on set oh no, man. maybe maybe glenn was there all right, I, well yeah, he didn't know
3: so. un- did they uncover that on uh, their doc
1: maybe they did I don't know
3: reissued. this, this <laughs> could might be a reissue I, I, I don't know because I fell asleep during
1: well, I was going to say we all watched it but nobody remembers <laughs> uh, that's like the last time we saw Glenn you know what we should end on Brian you would post it today uh, if anybody wants to uh, I mean, Brian's a special effects makeup artist and a bunch of his movies that he worked on he, he worked with Glass Eye Picks for a while for like a decade right like working oh, sort yeah. of on there yeah, uh, Larry Fesidin's production Still, company out of Brooklyn. Just even recently,
3: you know. I, know. I was talking to Pete about that the other night.
1: So, they're all the, the what's on what's on Peacock now, the streaming service.
3: They got the state. Well, all right. I did edit my post because House of the Devil. So, for anyone that loves House of the Devil, that's up there.
1: Directed by Ty but West, right? They
3: have another movie uh, called The Comedy, which has guys that you like, Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah. an Adult Swim type weird thing. Yeah.
3: Um, I met them at the Webby Awards once. Okay, yeah, and they're. I worked with Tim, Tim Heidecker, and he was really nice. Uh, and it's a weird movie, the comedy. It's not a horror film, but uh, they had. So they have House of the Devil, the innkeepers, the comedy. Uh, and you phases, worked on the comedy
1: and innkeepers, right?
3: Yes. And and Stakeland, Stakeland Two, And
1: late innkeepers. phases. Is I'm sorry. Uh, late phases, you said. Oh, so those are all yeah. on uh, Peacock right now. Yes. That's pretty cool. I actually that thought that cool. was really cool
3: because at least that's like, uh, you know, I always judge myself. I wish I, you know, like where your now, movies if only get. Peacock streamed, can get more subscribers. Well, well, or or just that like normal people have Peacock. You know, I have a lot of. I movies think on every Shutter. You know who has Shutter? You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
2: I, I think everybody. If you have Comcast, if Comcast is your cable provider, you get like the cheapest tier of Peacock for free, like the five dollar tier so you know what cable cable survivor
3: subscriber gives you nothing optimum if (laughs) you live in my area and have optimum it is the slit your throats
1: that's cable vision uh i actually i i have peacock because i you know i got it for halloween whatever that awful halloween one what is even the name of that i can't remember the name of it. just evil dies tonight that one I just call it Is it kill? All right, I got yeah. Is it's it not kills? kills? Kills is the one that's coming out, but every, everyone, oh, everyone everyone just immediately forgot. Halloween. No, no, this was
2: Halloween Kills. Isn't the next one called Halloween
1: Ends? Oh, okay, I'm wrong. Okay, I apologize. Sorry, because oh,
3: everyone that. told me I was. I thought that's what Halloween Three was. Halloween Kills.
1: Oh, it's so confusing. Yeah. But then I never canceled. But then they they had MacGruber. MacGruber. I had to watch Magruber, and it was not good. Unfortunately, MacGruber was just like kind of middling.
2: There was no buzz on that
1: at all. Yeah. yeah well, that's yeah. Yeah. Peacock's getting a little bit lost. And then they had uh, Reno 911 the search for QAnon.
3: But you know what? That's terrible. You got to pay
1: for that, huh? Well, you got to subscribe. I subscribe to Peacock. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I forgot to I cancel it, it after Halloween Kills. I thought that was on HBO Max. No. no All it's their on, old ones are. All oh,
3: their old ones are.
1: You know what, though? know no,
3: Paramount Plus. It's on Paramount
2: Yeah, Plus. yeah, you're
1: right. I just, as, as you were I saying, that, I have Paramount too. Yeah, that's what it's on. Uh, hey, Matt, did you watch any of this? this is totally rambling now and then we'll shut up because you have Paramount. I have Paramount. Did you watch any of the uh, real world reunions by any chance? No,
2: I mean, I mostly got it for soccer. I've got like the five dollar tier because I, I I pretty much watch it for soccer and that's that's pretty much it. All right, well, so I have not watched. i watched a few of the behind the musics. So that's like the only kind of. Cheesy thing I've I've watched. Yeah,
1: I guess I'm a cheese meister because I watched uh, both. Re you know they they bring back the oldest cast, the New York cast they did at the beginning of COVID, and then they brought back the California uh, cast, and that was one with like Tammy who went on to be uh, like a real basketball housewives or something like that. Uh, And it's just amazing to me. I'll shut up after this. They're all exactly the same. I mean, these are people that were on MTV in the 90s when they were in their 20s. One of them was like 19, and now they're, uh, they're roughly our age. I mean, I'm, I just turned 48. Older. They're older. Yeah, a couple of them were. Yeah, they're, they're all around around uh, in their late 40s. Have not changed one bit. They're the same awful people they were. It's just it blows my mind. You think, you think it would be like a, a story of redemption or people like having a, self-awareness, and they're just as awful as they've ever been 30 years later?
3: Did one of those seasons have that country guy?
1: This is the one they just did the reunion with that guy John, who's still oh, a virgin. Yeah. He's pushing fifty, and he he says he, no. That's what he says. They, they're Like the same guy he was in 1992. Same yeah. guy. So, uh, anyway, I guess that's that. So, uh, Matt, it was good to well, see you again, dude. Say, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Well, I was going to say, speaking of farts, I did finally watch Ghostbusters Afterlife oh, last week.
1: Is it? Now we did a. Well, you you were a part of it when we did the best and worst of 2021, there were at least one or two people. No, I was not a part of that.
3: It wasn't. It was Shane. No, I was not there. Oh yes.
1: Okay. So we had one or two people pick. Ghostbusters afterlife as the best of the year. Is it, is it good or.
2: It's entertaining until I have to say the, the original Ghostbusters show up and then it just becomes this nostalgia cash grab. And, and it's depressed. At least it depressed me because like they're visibly older guys. Uh, they really kind of phoned in the performances. Uh, you could tell it's been a while since Dan Aykroyd's been in front of the camera. Uh, Ernie Hudson's just happy to be there. Yeah. Bill Murray's just collecting a paycheck, and and ah. it really just kind of messed up what was otherwise a fairly decent, entertaining story. And then like it just that last half hour just left a very bad taste in my mouth. Just soiled the whole
3: experience for me.
1: I guess I kind of want to see it. Uh, but I don't know. All right, I'll take your word for it.
3: It's got to get cheaper for me to watch that. I didn't pay for it. Somebody, gave all right, it. well, there you screener. go. So yeah. it's like, but for me, it's because uh, I, I, I I'm I, very anxious to see that, but it's only because yeah, was, everyone around me talks about it. Yeah, all right, I don't know. Maybe you guys will have a
2: different experience with, with it than I
3: did, but I also just added to uh Hulu QA, Sydney Lumet. Yes.
1: Oh, I might check that out tonight. Nick Nolte and Timothy Hutton.
3: Ah, oh, so good.
1: I haven't seen that in a long time.
3: Well, it's not a great movie. It it rambles a little bit, but it's just it's not
1: LeMet's best.
3: But it's oh, they don't make a movie like that anymore. Yeah. It's and vulgar. It's everything. It's Nick Nolte's oh. very good in it.
1: I remember yeah. that. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, it's a little. It's It's, it's yeah. It, it's kind but of it's Nick Lomet, Nolte, Lomet, Nolte done to and death. Timothy
3: Hutton storyline. It's amazing. It's a great movie.
1: Danny Garcia I'm in our, that. Or is that another one? I'm thinking of. That's another. No, no,
3: but it's Armand de is oh, the uh, and oh, Louis man. Guzman and the Rock and Rock is in oh, it. Uh, the uh, Rock Charles Dutton. Yeah, it's, oh, it's rock. got a great cast. Charles Dutton. Yeah, Rock Charles Dutton. Rock Live. Oh, gotcha. all right, you know, yeah, Fox you... Rock.
1: All right, so let me let me get out of this. God damn it! All right, I'm gonna try to post. Sorry, this. I derail, I derailed the ending. My bad. Right. Oh yeah, it'll it really it'll have a big impact on our. <laughs> 20 listeners. So for Matt Mesto and Brian Spears, although Matt Mondo Creepy, any uh, yes. news on uh,
2: I'm writing the next out? two episodes. Uh, Jennifer will be she's taking a, a gig in Hawaii for two months and then she'll be back in April. And then we'll I'll try and like shoot like two or three together and then have like uh, a nice summer of Mondo. Uh, hopefully that's the plan right now good i like that
1: i i always have fun when that uh when that comes on youtube it's in there you know Thank trying you. to make people uh you know do my stupid one-liners all right so all right for matt maystow brian spears i'm carlos danger and this was insufferable bastards <laughs> <laughs>